0: Welcome to Friends Along the Way, a podcast exploring the faith journey of my friends and I. This is your host, Jesse Walker. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Friends Along the Way, and today is episode 95. Um, so I hope you guys have been having a great week since the last episode. Um, you know, the Super Bowl is over. Kansas City won again. Oh, um, I didn't want them to win. I wanted brought Purdy and the 49ers to win, not because they're a California team. I just felt like they'd be a great team to do it and cool for the underdog kind of guy to to win it. So, um, oh, well, that's the life of sports. Upsets, upsets and up-downs upsets up downs whatever um so yeah that happened but i hope you have been having a good week full of energy full of life full of blessing and that it's just been going smooth my week has definitely not been (laughs) Uh, this morning i arrived at the church and one of the ladies was was there uh she's on the financial board and she was just doing some work in our church garden and she's like hey good morning i'm like hey good morning she's like "Uh, have you had a a good morning and i looked at her and i was like no no i haven't it's it's been actually pretty crappy (laughs) she's like oh i'm so sorry i was like yep she, I was like, but that's just part of the job, I guess. And she was like, oh, you should have been playing pickleball instead. And I said, yeah, that would have been actually really nice to be able to do. But, yep, um, just a lot of craziness going on <clears throat> and uh, not just my church specifically, but in people's lives that go to the church and um, – I just look at it and be like, man, there's a lot of, um, broken people. There's a lot of, uh, people that are disconnected, um, from their family members, from the church people, like division in the church and things. But yeah, it's just, it's a lot, um, You know, rumors, some people were not super happy that I got named, um, you know, associate pastor. It's not that they felt like I can't do the job because they know I can. Um, But they just felt like they weren't a part of the decision. So anything that they're not a part of, they feel excluded from. And so therefore they don't like it because they were never involved in the decision so we get that going on. And so I understand that decisions um, and changes in life are tough. And especially when you aren't in control of it or you aren't a part of that decision, you can kind of get FOMO, fear of missing out. Excuse me. I'm really tired. Um, But yeah, you can get FOMO and then be like, man, I wasn't a part of that. And begin to stir up this, this, um, whatever in your mind. And so, yeah, this week has been interesting. Um, it's been challenging. There's been some blessing, um, But let's get into it. We'll kind of go a little brief, step by step of my week. Um, Yeah, since last time, um, my, yeah, I've dealt with a couple of deaths in the church. and having to do that and seeing those people go through some really hard times and more specifically one mother um, that had to, you know, bury her her kid. And that's never fun to one see because I was there when they got the news. And two, um, you never, you know, you just picture it the other way around. The the child burying their mother because of old age versus um, the son being buried because of an unexpected death. So that's tough. Um, so that's kind of how my week started from last Wednesday to this Wednesday. So dealing with that, then because of that, the uh, the. Yeah, some of the stuff wasn't getting done that we needed to because it was my administrative assistant. Um, It was her, and um, I had to step up and help with that, getting the newsletter out. Um, And then we also had our candidate for the church showing up. So um, the second pastor... Candidate was here and um, I didn't get to actually connect with them till Sunday um, after the Wednesday and Thursday. Friday was my day off and I really did take a day off. I was like, nope, I'm taking my day off. And it got in my vehicle right in the morning. I drove to Pismo. Um, I actually spoke at a FCA coaches meeting early and slow and then drove to Pismo hung out with Dana um, and me and him basically we just hung out and had a really good time that was Friday and Saturday me and him had some really great um, time together just hanging out and enjoying each other's company and uh, friendship again and I played basketball on Friday and Saturday, one with Cyrus and the other with uh, another kid um, that played in the basketball team. <clears throat> and so that was great. So my weekend was great. And then I ended up meeting the pastor, his wife and his two kids Sunday morning at church. And she she was leading a, a worship song with me. She's uh, does worship. And so she joined me in that. And that went really good. We had a really great Sunday. Then they had a QA and a for the pastor and his wife. And they did really well at answering those questions. Um, and then Monday, I got to actually spend time with them. And so, I, honestly, I felt like I spent a good amount of time with them. But I, I, I basically really only spent like two hours with them. Is. Like really just only two hours. Um, But they were pretty cool. And, you know, I was, I think just at this time, I was just fed up. (laughs) And I was telling Rick, my senior pastor currently, I was like, dude, um, I'm just going to tell him about what he's walking into with our church. uh, Because he needs to know. Because I would want to know if I was in his shoes, if I came here and wasn't told certain things, I'd be upset. So I told him and he was extremely thankful that I told him I didn't sugarcoat it. Like I told him how it is and, um, you know, how much of a blessing it is to be here, but also the struggles that come with it and that things that we are working through as a church uh, because of our transition <clears throat> and so, you know, he got to hear it, was really thankful about that. Um, and so, yeah, it was really great. Then we had a leaders meeting last night and he was out there with his kids and his kids are really great. His daughter um, will be a freshman. His son will be a senior. They, uh, they're they both like really great kids, super well behaved, or at least from what I can tell. But they had a uh, an awesome time <clears throat> here. They got to check out the school today, and then <clears throat> they got to come to youth group tonight. And, you know, if you've ever been in situations where you're inviting some new people here and, like, it's a big deal, and you're just praying that weird things don't happen or weird people don't show up or whatever. If you've ever invited somebody to church and be like, Oh, I want them. I really hope they come. Um, and if they do, I really hope this person doesn't talk to them because they will just turn them away forever, you know? Um, so that's how sometimes it can be with youth group. You're like, okay, God, please let, let everything that's supposed to happen happen today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't let the crazy stuff happen. Um, but it went amazing. It was a really great time with youth, uh, with the kids. You know, I'm doing this sermon series on his footsteps and his following the footsteps of Christ and how he impacted our lives or impacted the world, which also impacts our lives. Um, and so last week I was talking about Jesus' baptism today, I was talking about uh, the Jesus going in in the wilderness. And that was a really great time. We we talked about that and how, um, you know, this part was like the wilderness thing was like Jesus had to do this. He had to um, go through this time of temptation You know, the enemy strikes him when he's the hungriest. He was 40 days, 40 nights of no food. The enemy came to tempt him. And he was the hungriest. Um, You know, the Bible says when he was very hungry, then the enemy came, tried to tempt him three times. And so, you know, the whole main idea was that Jesus is Jesus shows us the way to beat temptation. And so um, it's really good because we're all going through things like that. I know my youth kids are going through temptations. And, you know, so you see Jesus rebuke Satan. So you understand that um, Jesus has the authority that we don't just have to get harassed by Satan, we have authority. Um, to rebuke him, to tell him to flee from us, that we don't have to just take that beating, um, that we can actually do something to change that. So we talk about that. We talk about how, you know, Jesus attacks our identity of sonship. Or, sorry, not Jesus, the enemy, Satan attacks our identity of sonship. And, you know, if you really are the Son of God, then jump off this cliff and the angels will come and catch you. And, you know, Jesus says says not to test the Lord your God. Um, and so you see, like, all these different things. and uh, Jesus being tempted, you know, it's either, like, here's power and glory, here's, like, let's see if you actually are God, let's put you to the test. Um then it's like, okay, give in and eat. Um, Turn the stone into a loaf of bread. Like you see all these different things that's going on. And yet Jesus is still able to always come at it with Scripture. He understands where his his strength comes from. Um, He understands the importance of Scripture. And he understands his authority. And those things... Are huge for us to be able to resist temptation, and so talking about it with the kids and everything about like really the importance of scripture and how it, why it's so important. One being, um, it's God, it's Word, right? And if we want to know more about Capital H Him, then we need to spend more time with. God and get into our word is is a really easy way. The second thing is Satan even uses scripture, and in those um, in this passage that we were talking about, he uses scripture, but he manipulates the scripture so um, to try to make it work for what he was trying to say. So he changes actually what it is and misinterprets it or like twists twists the wording to work for him versus what it's actually supposed to mean. And so telling the kids that, you know, Satan was there when all this stuff was happening. You know, he was there in the beginning with Adam and Eve. So... He was present. He knows the scripture really well because one, he was there also when it was being written. Like it's not like he was just on the sideline and be like, wait, they put out a new book? Oh now there's a New Testament? Oh now there's an Oh what? The Daniel wait Oh now we have Malachi? Like you know, he wasn't just getting emails and being like, yep, there's a new version or there's a a new chapter or whatever, like he was there. Um, and so he knows, he knows the scripture well as well. And so that means that we need to know it too, so that we can fact check him, And so he can't just twist and manipulate what the wording is because, you know, that's not a great thing to do. Um, People do that still today. People will do that. So we need to know that. We need to know our scripture. We know how to look at it. And so I was really like, guys, we got to spend time with Jesus and we got to get into the scripture. I know some of you, it's hard to want to go and read and read the Bible, but it is really important. If we don't want to get tricked, we got to get into it. And so that was, like, something that we were chatting about. Um, and it was really good. I felt like it was a really good time. And, you know, our prayer time after was, was great. Like, we always do prayer requests. And we get got this giant list of prayer requests. And like, some are legit prayer requests. Some of them are just, like, silly things like, One of the guys wants his legs to be more muscly. Um, Somebody wants, you know, tires for their new car. Like certain things are like wish lists, and then some things are like prayer lists. So there's a good mix. Um, But I love actually seeing our kids participate in praying um, aloud and praying with people for other things because they're learning to to pray more. And then two, they're learning to be selfless and be like, well, I'm not just going to pray about my stuff. I'm going to pray for other people's stuff too. And so they learn to be selfless with that, which is really cool to see. And You know, this family was there, um, the pastor, his wife, and his two kids, they were there the whole time. And they absolutely loved the youth group. They were like, wow, this is amazing. Like, this is so much fun. The kids loved it. The parents were like, you, you've you done a really awesome job. I'm like, I feel like sometimes I haven't really done anything. <laughs> but it's just, you know, we definitely have come a long way. It's hard to even think about what my first youth group night was like with them. Um, but so it's really encouraging to see outsiders come in and just be like really impressed with how our youth group is run. and really, it's not like I run it; it's like we just let the Lord show up and do his thing, and it's super relaxed it's super low key and but but everybody loves it because of that fact people can be who they are um and we do youth ministry versus a youth program and that's a huge thing huge difference um we're not as concerned about timing and scheduling and this and that we're concerned about just ministering to kids and and so making sure that they're getting fed physically and spiritually so that's kind of what we do so yeah that was youth, and and then I got off the phone, and there was a big financial board meeting going on, and I just texted my pastor, and I said, "Hey, how are things going with that?" And he uh, he calls me, and we were on the phone for like half an hour, and there was really great stuff. So he was super encouraged. You know, his words were, "I feel like I finally just became the the lead pastor now, the senior lead." Um, the interim senior pastor, It's like, I feel like I just now have become it because there's been a bit of a power struggle of people not giving up control and wanting things their own way and uh, side agendas and things like that going on. And it finally feels like we're making headway. We're making uh, progress. And so he... Came to me with some great feedback. I came to him with some great feedback. Um, so even though today was an absolute disaster as well, um, you know, God ended up kind of winning, winning it and coming up on top. And I just thought, you know, even being at youth, it was so good for for hanging out with the kids and. Being able to pray, you know, I really spent time in the, uh, this morning too, like my office, just worshiping. And, you know, that makes a huge difference, just getting in his presence every day. We got to be able to try to make time for that, getting in his presence, because it's a big deal. It can really change your day and the trajectory of it. So overall, not my best week, but overall, God is still in control and we just need to rely on him and put our faith in him. And, um, yeah, just keep doing what we're doing, moving forward. As Ron would say for my church, we just got to ride the wave, um, so let's continue to ride that wave. But let's take some time right now just to listen and see what the Lord has for someone listening. So Father, I just ask that you would give me an encouraging word for somebody that's listening to today. Lord. Yeah, i just seen this picture of um like this hammer and like a chisel But it was like a very, very tiny chisel And it was to like make marks on the glass um, But it's like not to just break everything open But to be able to create tiny little grooves in the glass um, And I just felt like the Lord is saying He's like you know, um, that he's able to be able to make these little details in your life without shattering things, that they're important things, uh, but it's not going to shatter. And you just need to trust, even though your life or things right now might feel delicate or fragile, that you need to trust that he has the skills and the tools and the steady hand to be able to, um, to make details and to make changes without things just exploding and shattering. And so we have to be able to trust and put our faith in his hand, that his hand is steady, that his hand is true over our lives. So if that's you, we just release that over you in Jesus' name. Father, I ask that you would just bless that person and prepare them for your change, Lord, that uh, that they would recognize your hand in it and be able to just submit and surrender to you and not have to worry about it because they know that you are they are in good hands in your hands. So, yeah, Lord, bless them. All right, I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. And we'll catch you on the next one. All right. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Friends Along the Way. Be sure to follow, and we'll catch you on the next one. If you're enjoying this podcast, and you're looking for a way to support, you can buy me a coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com, punch in my name, Jesse Walker, and there you'll find friends along the way. and You can just buy me a coffee. It's that simple. Appreciate all your support and all of your listening ears. Talk to you soon.